everybody. So we are so excited. We are here for our latest episode of Obscure Animation. We're here to talk about one that's probably more underrated than really obscure, but hey, sometimes we like to do that, give a shout out. Uh, we're going to be talking about Rise of the Guardians from DreamWorks Animation, and my friend Stanford is here to talk about it with me. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, thanks so much. Oh, thank you for the invitation. So happy to be here. And uh, had you seen this movie before? Um, before no, we about it? I think I saw it in 2012, but I have to tell you, I'm not completely sur sure. Yeah. Uh, but it was really fun to revisit it mm -hmm. uh, again for, for this. Yeah, I hadn't rewatched it in a while. I, um, I, I watched it for, I don't think I watched it this last year for Christmas because of my Hallmark, Hallmark onslaught. <laughs> I think yes. I watched it the year before, the right? time of year. <laughs> <laughs> it was the last time I saw it, and so it was really fun to revisit it. And uh, it's, I always say that with DreamWorks Animation, I feel like they often do two films in a year, and I feel like usually the one that everybody else likes or makes a lot of money, I don't like, and the one <laughs> that doesn't make a lot of money, I really like. Yeah. And so they really should not go off of my taste for that. <laughs> <laughs> evidently, <laughs> evidently oh, I don't have <laughs> but and and uh, that is the I forget which film came out the same time as this but uh, this was not the success that I think they wanted it to be they hoped it would be but I really enjoy it and so I thought it'd be really fun to talk about it for this month so what was your um, overall response on the sort of the rewatch of Rise of the Guardians? So I, my, my favorite thing hands down about this, this film is, is the uh, art in, in probably most all aspects. I love the character designs, which I think were really based off of uh, William Joyce's work. Who's the, uh, um, who served as an executive producer, but he, you know, he's a prolific author and artist and uh, you know we can talk more about about William Joyce because I have some of the things I'd like to to talk to you about but I, I so I love the look of it I love the character design and you know it's it's a nice story I, I, I think too overall it's, it's a really nice story and that's kind of a refreshing thing from change from, from DreamWorks <laughs> too so yeah, mm -hmm. what about for you? I, uh, yeah, I really enjoy it for a lot of the same reasons that you do. Uh, it is a beautiful film. The world building is amazing. Yeah, the amount of detail yeah. that they went into. Uh, and I do really like the characters and uh, the character designs I really like. And I think that's all very strong. The story is a bit meandering at times, I think, uh, but it does have a nice heart to it. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I think that overall, I, I think it's, it's serviceable yeah. <laughs> the story. Um, and, uh, but everything else is just so, uh, above, uh, just everything else is just so lovely in it that I think it, it's, it just, it works for me. And I think it is, uh, uh, one of their underrated films. And I think it avoids a lot of the, uh, cliches of, DreamWorks. Yes. Also, another reason why I really like it <laughs> too. Yeah. <laughs> the cliches of DreamWorks and the cliches of a lot of modern, uh, just CG like modern films. CG animated films. Yeah. I mean, technically, I guess Santa, like technically, the the various 
the various characters have like minion type things, but they're used very sparingly. Like Santa has those little elf creatures or whatever, and, yes. and she has her little, you know, two things. But they actually have like a story and a purpose. Yeah, there's a story, there's a purpose, and they're not, I don't feel like they, they take too much screen time either. Yeah. I think the gags that they're used for, they I think they, they land pretty much most all the time. Yeah. And, and, and it's yeah. really played pretty straight. Like it's not, there's not a lot of like, Wink, wink, Shrekism yes. to this thing, right? Which and, is, I which I hate, <laughs> right? And you know, and the potty humor and some of the other things which I don't really care for about in, in some Dreamworks films too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the um, the Madagascar films or the or the Shrek films. You know that like I uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of those films are, are kind of funny on the first watch. But then, like, after you watch it again, and you're just like, mm, yeah. there's nothing. There's just not enough there. And um, I don't know. Like, the characters just aren't interesting. It's just kind of a, a – it's like going to a stand-up comic and then a mediocre stand-up comic. And then, yeah, you chuckle a little bit. <laughs> but then if you had to sit through that same thing again. Right. Like, oh. Exactly. It's like, oh, please don't make me. I feel yeah. that DreamWorks uh, most of the time. And, um, but I feel like they avoided a lot of those problems with this. Yeah, movie. I do too. And I, and, and I feel like and it's because of, you know, as you're saying too, the films really got heart and, uh, and it, and, and, and it works. I think it really, that really works. Yeah. And it was directed by Peter Ramsey and he had been a uh, animator, storyboard artist, and uh, this is his uh, main. It was his like debut, wasn't yeah. it? it was kind of like his feature film. Yeah, and I, and debut. I'm looking. Uh, I guess oh, he also then went on to direct, or he had done short uh, of Monsters vs. Aliens, Mutant Pumpkins <laughs> before this, and um, it looks like he is directing the. Um, this is exciting, actually. He's directing the new Spider-Man movie, co-directing. Oh, that animated Spider-Man movie yeah. that Sony's doing? Yeah. Oh, cool. <clears throat> yeah, so that makes me even more excited about that. Oh, me too. Yeah. And he is the uh, the first African-American to direct a big-budget feature animation. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Well, he, yeah. did, he did a nice job. Yeah, so good job. For sure. Um, so let's talk about the concept of this movie. Yes. Uh, it's based on these books, as you said, these graphic novels. Yeah, these gra that are called The Guardians of Childhood. That's okay. the name of the, of, the, of the book series. Yeah. Yeah. By and I, basically, I kind of look at it as sort of kind of the Avengers for kids. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, kind of the fairy tale <laughs> adventures, right? Yeah. Not even fairy tales, but again, like these mythical sto stories or people that are part, you know, just part of childhood. Santa yeah. Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Sandman and all those, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this was the last DreamWorks film to be distributed by Paramount, which is interesting. Yes, that's right. And I feel like uh, that they were maybe maybe a little bit more experimental i don't know they i guess they've done some stuff like captain underpants was actually kind of experimental which is what i liked about it but um but yeah it's interesting because now paramount is like <laughs> 
I don't know, like they're just a mess with their animation. Like uh, they, um, oh, just in general, their studio is not going, doing well right now. So. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if Paramount Animation, I know they've recently done some, some management changes. I read about that this <laughs> last week, you know, and again, not with any people that I really yeah. knew or had heard of before, but I hope, yeah, that they can get their act together because you know, I think more competition makes for better films. Yeah. Generally, but I'm with you. And I, I wondered too, and I wondered this at the time because it was the last film that DreamWorks said was doing with Paramount. If Paramount marketing kind of gave it, you know, yeah, really do a great job marketing the film. I remember not really being overwhelmed by the campaign. Yeah. Very, very yeah. Much. It looked, it looked very unappealing. I remember thinking, uh, I remember thinking the same thing. And, uh, you know, they, they had uh, so much they could have done with it. but it just I know, because there's so much potential that could have made it look so, you know, to be the cool film that it is. Yeah. And, and, and they didn't. They, I, I, I don't know. They almost made it look like it was just another one of these run-of-the-mill CGI movies, yeah. which it's not. Yeah, they didn't, they could have sold it similar to the way that Big Hero 6 sold their movie. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, it has most of the same qualities as Bigger Six. Maybe not as funny, but uh, but they but they yeah. sort of like that. But um, but yeah. So it's interesting. But basically, like the concept is, you have all of the heroes of childhood that are uh, made guardians of the earth by the man on the moon or the moon, <laughs> and uh, and it starts out the movie starts out with Jack Frost being made into a guardian but he doesn't know why he's made into a guardian because the other guardians their powers are dependent on people believing in him in them but nobody seems to believe in jack frost and so that's where the 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 struggle is but it's really fun because they they these aren't like your typical versions of these characters yes which is fun which is really fun i agree and uh, they're kind of uh, and i have this art book that art book, Rachel, looks so cool. Yeah, and there they all are. That's that's a really great shot of yeah, all. Yeah, it's pretty. Panel of all the characters. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There, uh, you can kind of see from this image um, that they're kind of kick butt versions of your favorite heroes from from childhood, which yeah. makes it fun. Yeah. And um, the author. Uh, wrote the introduction. William Joyce. William Joyce wrote the introduction to this book. Each, he says, Dreamers Animation took everything that I wanted these characters to be and took it so much further than I was ever able to illustrate. The whole work is now grander than I could imagine. And then he says, it is one of those instances where the team really got the vision instantly. It was almost like we were the method animation guys the way we got into the psychology background and history of these characters and came up with organic ways of thinking about them so that's really interesting that you know so the author is basically saying like i've never read the books yes i I haven't either the author is basically saying that the the people dreamworks basically elevated what he had put out both in artistry and in character development which is pretty which nice really to say nice a nice compliment and again i haven't read the books but i would agree because i think i think that's another strong point about this film 
just the character development from all these because again it could it could be so cliche you know and so repetitive and so dumb but instead it's clever you know and 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 a really interesting interesting interpretation on 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 all of them i thought yeah he says there's an oath in the guardians books it goes like this we will watch over the children of earth guide them safely from the ways of harm we will guard with our lives their hopes and dreams for they are all that we have all that we are and all that we will ever be everyone at dreamworks seems to have taken this oath so that's pretty cool it's cool yeah it's cool and again kind of you you know you you hear that and then it's disappointing when you we look at the box office you know just know that this film didn't do that well which is a bummer because yeah it's 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 a good one yeah they took a pretty significant loss on this movie which is a shame i mean because i feel like this is one we could have gotten many entries in we could have i know stories it's just a shame yeah because you know one failure like that and then they're done you know they're done and it's too bad because again the the world building is so is so interesting well and they probably overspent on it too well yeah because it's the animation is really i mean and it shows it's all there on the screen you know it's such yeah, a, 145 million dollars is a lot yeah, a of lot, money a lot of money 306 million dollars but it still took a lot yet yeah yeah, I'm gonna uh, blame the marketing too. I mean, there's all sorts of things, you know. Mm-hmm. I know that that are a factor, but wow. But your main character is Jack Frost. Yes. In this, and uh, and what do you think of him as a character of Jack? Well, I like. I really guy. liked how he was portrayed. Again, uh, great, a really cool character design because he looks. He's he's like a, a teenager, a young teenager is what, and. and Again, they could have gone in any number of ways with it, but I really like the way he looked. I I mean this as a compliment. He reminded, and it was interesting to look at the timeline. You know, this was a year before Disney's Frozen. Yeah, he's kind of like, I mean, he's a male Elsa, but he's very, but he's, but different though. You know, I just think that the way that they handled everything with him is still very unique. And clearly, these are competing studios, and they're not going to be sharing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. that info but i still couldn't help think about frozen every time jack was on yeah <laughs> there's a lot of fan art a, I mean that is a slam no i mean i love frozen so no i uh there's a lot of fan art of elsa and jack yes and then i remember i remember the fan art you know it was yeah i was reminded of, reminded of that but uh i also think another strength of of the character is just a, a really strong vocal performance yeah uh, by Chris Pine, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that some of the celebrities were necessary in this. I think they could have reduced they could the budget. Have, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, but I think that they uh, that he does a good job. Uh, I thought Chris Pine was 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 legit, and yeah, I, I I hear you because again, some of it is almost just like stunt casting, right? You know, and again, it could have been yeah, like the Tooth Fairy. Again, I don't think it's Isla Fisher, right? Isn't yeah. that who? I mean, who's and, like, who's out there being like, well, <laughs> I, I got to go to every Isla Fisher movie, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I just don't think that's. Yeah. Thing. But I thought Chris, Chris Pine was solid. Yeah, Definitely. he's good. And they did, yeah. You can see. So the design 
uh, yeah. Jack. I think makes him like a really sincere. Yes. He, and I like because again, yeah, he looks he looks young, too. But you, but also you know they've done they did a wonderful job with his eyes, and. Uh, yeah, and it's interesting because uh, Jack Frost, uh, I feel like usually is portrayed as a villain. Right. 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 And that's what I think about. I mean, we think about like those Rankin Bass shows yeah. you know i mean yeah he's he's a bad dude you know yeah. with a big nose and you know he's got a hat and he's super grumpy um so this is interesting you know he's in a hoodie <laughs> and it's interesting because he like what do you think about this whole idea that jack doesn't know why he's a guardian well i think that's what made, i think that's what makes the story interesting because you know you just you just i like how they set it up where you see that you know the the man in the moon is 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 creating him as they're making him a guardian, and it's 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 a mystery. I mean, we we find out with him, and I, I think that's just one of the interesting narrative points of the of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in the end, yeah, I agree. I think in the end, like his his job is to bring joy to children mm-hmm. in a way that's different than than uh, Nicholas, not in the sense of gifts and stuff, but he, like, at the very beginning, you see him make this sleigh ride fun for this little boy. Yes, for this boy. little boy. It's yeah. like this, yeah. He makes it this wonderful, yeah, this exciting, thrilling thing, which is, and that's that's such a fun sequence, too. And so he's sort of more, like, his... His sister, we find out later that his sister, that he died saving his sister, which is why he was made a guardian. And uh, his, so he was just always sort of a protector. And I think that just, it just makes him a really, it makes him a likable character because he doesn't have all the answers. He's not all powerful. He's not, uh, and uh, what, and he's like a nice foil, I think, to Pitch Black. Like, I feel like they're kind of similar in a weird way. Right. Um, and it's it's just whereas where like Pitch Black wants to just just to destroy children and ruin that it, like your Jack wants to make them happy yeah uh, and um uh, and so it's it's really it's really good and so then you have <laughs> I really like that they the names of these characters and I don't know if you really even pick it up if I hadn't read the the book but um uh, Nicholas th- this book. Uh, Nicholas St. North is his name. Is so his name, yeah. The clause. But, um, uh, but uh, he's kind of, Santa, Santa Claus in this is, is kind of a different Santa Claus than we've ever seen before. Right, and I liked it. And again, I remember thinking the trailers, it's like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. They, make, they made it look so appealing. But then you watch the film, you think, wow, this, this interpretation of Santa is unique and really fun. Yeah, he has all these tattoos. Yeah. Russian, which this is the one where I'm like, you didn't, why did you need Al Baldwin? I know. Literally doesn't even have the same accent. Yeah, I I don't think Al Baldwin was necessarily an inspired choice for the the cat, you know, for the voice cast. No. And, but I love how he has the naughty list on his tattoos. Yes, (laughs) I do too. It's, it's so great. And, and that he's, he's not, you know, again, speaking of the Rankin Bass, who he's not just jolly, he's kind of menacing in a way, you know, because he's big, he's strong, he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's kind of forceful, uh, but I like that a lot about, uh, you know, about it. Yeah, his job is to be the guardian of wonder. 
is. So, so he, uh, so it's a little slightly different. Whereas like Jack is supposed to take care of sort of the fun of kids. Whereas uh, Nicholas yeah. is more about gifts and wonder and awe and, and that kind of a thing. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. He's funny. He's just like a curmudgeon. He's mm-hmm. kind of grumpy. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool. uh, yeah. Yeah. And he has these little elves that are helping him and the whole design of we'll talk more about the world building but the whole design of the north pole is so gorgeous it's gorgeous so amazing yeah so like detailed i mean every just incredible and again nothing cliche yeah or repetitive of what you know of what we've seen in other interpretations of santa claus I, i I, I was I was really, really impressed with that, and beautiful. I thought a beautiful use of of CGI, too. Yeah, and there's know. this great um, there's this great whole um thing where he has this globe in the room where you can see what's going on, so he's able to deliver the presents you know all around the world, and it's kind of it's sort of like Mission Control. This globe, yeah, room. it's so cool. And so he can see who's believing in what, and he can yeah. contact the other guardians and contact the moon. So it's really cool. Yeah, I agree. It's really cool. And yeah, I mean, even his like sleigh is super cute, but yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, yeah, and so then you also have, uh, you have Bunny Mund is his name. <laughs> Easter Bunnymund is his actual name, yeah. which I think is hilarious. The Easter Bunny, who's from Australia. Who's <laughs> from Australia because it's Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. And I thought he, Hugh Jackman worked in the role. What did you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's very funny, very sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, he's great. Yeah, for sure. And the bunny, the, the Easter Bunny's fun. He's got these boomerangs and, and, uh, and, I, and I just like... Again, he's not just this sweet, passive kind of character like you know you picture the the Easter Bunny to be. He's more like an action hero, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, he takes his his eggs and stuff. There's a lot. They they're they're kind of they kind of criticize him for like, oh, how hard is it to to make a bunch of eggs? And he's like, I'm dealing with perishables. <laughs> he's described as the guardian of hope which kind of makes sense if you think of like spring and easter yeah yeah and uh um and you get to see like them dying all the eggs and like just the world building is so amazing on every single one of these i love uh and he's the, I think he's the first one that Jamie sees, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Yeah. And uh, I think my only, and it's not necessarily complaint because I got used to it and it's fun. Like just what you're showing, the, the, the eggs with legs were kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, really fine. Because it, make, it just <laughs> makes sense. Like, how do you get these eggs to everywhere, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's too. That's true. I guess the the legs just fall off or whatever when they're yeah, when they're in yeah. the baskets. I don't know, but uh, yeah. And his realm was cool because it it had also that uh, kind of Pacific Islander 
look, I love those um, big stone eggs. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. That, like a that, stone, uh, like a Stonehenge look. Yeah, it's 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 really, uh, really nicely done. Yeah, you can. It's hard to see on here, but it's actually there. Yeah, yeah they are. All the the stone eggs. I thought they were really cool. Really, really, really neat and, and super clever. I mean, there's just so many. There's so it's just such a joy to just watch this movie and just like look at all these little details. Yeah, there we go. Into, it's so uh, cool because it's just like they went to Australia, New Zealand, is what it looks like to me, you know, to do all their to do their research because yeah. it's just I mean, beautiful. Pay attention to the designs. The designs on the eggs. I mean, the, all that stuff was taken into account. It's really remarkable on the. The, all the etchings on the walls yes. and they created like whole cultures basically mm -hmm. out, of these, uh, out of these realms which is so interesting and i'm listening okay and then so you have the tooth fairy who is um voiced by ella fisher and she is the guardian of memories and her character is probably the most important character next to jack yeah she's because in this world, the uh, the teeth have to be collected because the teeth carry your memories, the memories of childhood. So if basically like if if the children don't believe in the tooth fairy, then they don't believe in like childhood and they're not going to like they need to get those memories. Um, and, and so the the um, the tooth fairy actually collects all the teeth so that they can store all the memories. And this has like a very like fantastical, her realm has a very like fantastical feel. Yeah. To it. It's very like, like a willow tree almost. Yes. And she's, she's aided by all these little, they're almost, they look like hummingbirds to me, kind of, you know, kind of, uh, and um, I thought they were yeah. beautifully animated. And. Yeah, she has all these baby tooth. Yes. That are really cute. And uh yeah, the mini fairies there. Yeah. They're cute. And yeah. um and that's when Pitch goes after them and he uh he takes the, the mini fairies. He abducts them. And so and and like one by one, each of the uh basically one by one each of the uh guardians starts to lose their power because Pitch focuses on each of them. And the most devastating one is when he steals all of the uh, teeth, and uh, the children don't believe in tooth in tooth fairy anymore. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's really uh, it's really good. I mean, do we understand what Pitch's motivation is? Do we ever get an idea of what he's just trying to? Well, that's one thing I was wondering about. What is what what exactly his his? I mean. He's just to kind of be a bad guy. <laughs> it's like a bad guy and, and like world domination, right? Like and just make the world the way he wants it to be. But one other character though too, can we show can we show the art for Sandman? Yes. So he's the guardian of dreams. Because it seems like Sandman and Pitch also are connected in a way, right? Yeah. As far, yeah. I mean that's so there's no voice actor for Sandman because he actually doesn't speak. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so his role is to, you know, provide the dreams um, and this, and pitch wants to, t wants to turn them into nightmares. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, they have very, they're very similar in the sense of like, it's like, it looks kind of like sand. Right. And that's what, one of the things, one of the design elements I loved in this film was to the um, Sandman is made of sand. And so it's beautiful. He's a beautiful CGI yeah. uh, design. And this, those, I love those strands of sand, you know, that, that go out. It almost, again, it looks like it's these. Yeah, it's uh, almost like pixie dust. Yeah, there's pixie dust. And again, how it gets counteracted with the stuff from Pitch. You know, yeah. like the, so it's the black, the black pixie dust versus the magical, you know, kind of tan glowing pixie dust um yeah i agree and he even like changes uh uh what is it like a is it a unicorn or something like that 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 he changes it into a uh uh a, you know like a beast i can't remember yeah, but yeah uh he changes what salmon does you can see there's the design of pitch and so, uh pitch is voiced by jude law yeah and I thought Jude Law was good in this role too. What did you think, Ray? I agree. I think he's very good. He's very menacing. Yeah. Um, oh, oh yeah, here it is. Shots. Yeah, right there. That's the black horse. And then uh, on the other side, the, the other page there too, you can kind of see the what we were talking about, like those streaks, those black, yeah. the the pixie dust, the, the not pixie dust. <laughs> yeah, let me get that on the camera real quick here. So yeah, you can see. Yeah. Kind of. It's really cool. It kind of reminds me of like a Dementor. Yeah. I know, I, I, some of this stuff, I almost felt Harry Potter-esque, I thought, too. You know, the yeah. way, the way, yeah, it is. It's, it's Dementor or even Voldemort, kind of, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you can see in this picture, you can see how Sandman and Pitch kind of meet up. Yeah, they meet up. This one fine. on the bottom. Um, but I'm with you about Pitch's uh, motivation. I'm not particularly sure, because he didn't, did he have a beef with him too i mean was he was he out for revenge i don't if he was i just don't know if that was relevant or did i did i miss it <laughs> was it something very obvious that i missed yeah i don't know like i mean i guess he says this version of the boogeyman is extrapolated from the classic guy who hides under your bed the whole idea with him is his weapon is fear fear makes him powerful this came in the shifting shape of a villain named pitch wrote William Joyce. The dreams he hungered for most were those of children, the pure of heart. He could sense children from seven planets off, and with a mere touch of his hands, he could leave them pl plagued with nightmares for the rest of their lives. So like basically, I, it sounds like the, um, the, the dreams of the children kind of feed him. Yeah, okay. Like, you know, so it's not the strongest motivation in the world, but, but there you go. Uh, it says there are a lot of times in movies, you see characters who are the bad guys, even if they don't deserve to be the villains. But with Pitch, we had the original bad guy, the boogeyman. The question was, how entertaining could we make him? He's like Darth Vader in Star Wars or Scar in The Lion King, says Creed. He uses very contained gestures, which are in sharp contrast to North, was big, wild, and very expressive. So I, I think, I don't know how to go that far. Yeah. <laughs> with but Darth Vader and a Scar. But, yeah, I don't know. But the way that, you know, you showed the picture, I mean, Pitch is a very elegant villain. Yeah. You know, he's got that wonderful kind of robe style, you know, yeah. style and very, very sharp features. I mean, not 
not an existence comparison, but kind of like Maleficent from the nineteen fifty nine Sleeping Beauty. You know, just just very sharp uh, uh, features. I mean, he looks bad. You know, he looks like he's he's a villain. But again, with all that wonderful CGI stuff that they do for him as he's as he's spreading fear and and fighting the fighting the guardians. Yeah. I mean, and he is powerful at one point. I mean, he basically is almost successful except for Jamie. Uh, and uh, he even kills Sandy at Stamen at a certain point, which is pretty, which is pretty rude. scary. I mean, yeah, I was, yeah. that's the scary part of the film. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that is maybe a, also a problem with this movie is that uh, it is probably too scary for, for little kids. Yeah. I wondered um, about I that too. If it's just, if it's just a little too intense, I'm talking like your preschool age, your kindergartners. Yeah. I, don't this. I would not take. My yeah. Own. And again, they're probably would be maybe more accustomed to at that age to these different interpretations, you know, these more traditional interpretations of these characters that we, as, as we've talked about. And then yeah. to see it, 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 cause it's not a, a dark film, but I agree with you that this, that is scary. It's, yeah. there's, there's some scary elements so yeah there definitely are some scary elements and it can be kind of sad and and i think just like i don't know i just don't think it's made for for small small children uh so but um yeah so it's it's it's, it's interesting that the, that's the strength of this book is i mean this book that's the strength of this movie is the beautiful art design yeah, theme and the incredible characters but no, that's yeah. where it's so great yeah i think yeah, totally uh, and um, and so you also have pitch, I and mean, this is one of the other scary parts. Not only does he kill Sandy, but he also takes all of the baby tea, the baby um, tooth fairies, and he is gonna he's gonna kill them. And so finally, Jack agrees to give his staff over to Pitch, uh, and Pitch breaks it in half, and uh, and that causes Jack to get his memories back. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, so he realizes that he died saving his sister. Yeah. And what happens. And then he's able to repair his stick and uh, and he's able to rescue the baby fairies. But that's a pretty, pretty interesting scene. Why do you think the man on the moon decided to make Jack a guardian? That's a really good question, Rachel. Uh, again, I think, uh, you know, clearly for for his heroism, right, and 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 his good, the goodness goodness of his heart, and I think he could see to the kind of person that Jack was going to develop, you know, mm-hmm. turn out to be. Uh, and then again, also just from a pure narrative standpoint, I just think it's interesting that they they picked a teenager, or you know, or a more youthful person to to do this who again is still young and you know learning and forming views rather than somebody who is kind of already set in 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 their ways yeah uh that's at least that's what i what i i I was thinking what about what about you yeah i think so i think they that he um is a pure character and that's probably why like he's very honest about being sad he's honest Mm -hmm. about being frustrated he's honest about being uh, about um, being happy when he's happy, all that kind of things, and yeah, he did make the ultimate sacrifice and save saving his sister. And so, 
Uh, I, I think that's why. And, and yeah, you kind of need him with all of these other characters because he's the only one that doesn't really have like a world. He's the only one that doesn't have. Uh, exactly. He's the one that can come in and kind of be like calling you out on your shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so there's, there's also this boy named Jamie who's sort of a character. And this is where I think the movie like starts to get a little meandering is whenever it goes back to Jamie. It goes back to Jamie. It goes like the kids in the neighborhood, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the cute kids in the neighborhood that are, uh, uh, are kind of are representative of the children of the world. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It just doesn't work that well. I think it's trying to do kind of what in our, what Arthur Christmas does much more successfully with the little girl in that, uh, in that movie who writes, you know, writes the letter and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it's like, these are the Cindy Lou Who's, you know, of, of yeah. this movie that again, they serve a bit of a narrative device, but I am with you. I, I, I get a little bored. Yeah. Or I got a little bored when they like oh they're back with the kids again. Can we like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of like it, you sort of start to lose track a little bit of like uh-huh. what's going on yeah. with the guardians. Like what's uh, what are, you've been with this other and it just feels like this other movie, I think, whenever it goes Yeah, because again because same thing too, it pulls you into a more realistic environment. I mean, the way that they the kids live in in a world that looks like today right yeah and so you're in these wonderful fantastical environments and then you're pulled into this neighborhood that frankly is nondescript yeah you know like i think the nightmare before christmas does it much better where it's just kind of like you see these flashes of these uh you know these kids opening up their wrong their bad presents getting scared or yeah we don't need to have jamie opening up all this story and then they that easter egg hunt when it, which never seems to end you know yeah they, they, they can't find like, yeah we get yeah. it i mean i guess they're trying to show that like um they're trying to show that that he can't he can't see um he can't see jack and then finally he can see jack and so by trying to show those memories things but i think you could do that with just being some nondescript kid and uh, that you don't have to have this sort of story arc with Jamie. Yes. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a weak point yeah. for me too. Uh, so yeah. And, uh, but it all of course ends happy. It ends happily. Yay. <laughs> with them all. Uh, Pitch is gone. They are able to defeat Pitch and uh, they are able to, uh, then they, they're all accepted as Jack is accepted as a guardian by all. And uh, there you go. And, and it is such a shame because it just seems like the perfect, perfect spot to, uh, to have another movie. But, oh, well. But, alas, <laughs> not. But one thing that's so cool, I highly recommend anyone who has interest in animation to pick up this book. Because what's really cool is there's this whole um, thing called The Making of Sequence. And it's all about the two... Th- um, the Tooth Palace, and they have this this printout that was like a poster that shows. Can you see it? Yeah. So, um, that shows sort of the mapping of what goes on to make a feature film, like it, the sound design and the um. Uh, so you have 
post-production, coloring, image finalizing, um, FX, um, putting in crowds, character design, surfacing, editorial, all that stuff and how they all kind of connect and communicate and everything, and uh, which is so interesting. And then they have like this really little nicely done paragraphs that explains who yeah, it was. Yeah, they give more description of each of those. Yeah, so we components. learn here it's Joyce uh, Aristi as the lead editor, and we get a little thing for well, a little quote from her about what she, her experience working on the film, and and uh, Andy Harbreck, surfacing supervisor. You know, most people that know animation don't know what a sur surfacing supervisor is. So it's kind of cool in this book, you can learn um, what all these various people um, did to make the film. And they have a, uh, in, in their experience, and they, and then we talk about all the, that went into making the, uh, the sequence there. And there's a whole bunch of their storyboards too. Oh, that's really cool. So like story, art, modeling, surfacing, rigging, layout, um, animation, character effects, crowds, map painting, effects, lighting. Anyway. Get Amazing. Cool. That's so cool. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Yeah. And you can't just... just major props to these uh, animation studios. I mean, it's so, there's so much work that goes into these films, particularly yeah. the good ones. <laughs> and I think like personally, I feel like if, I mean, in reality, only people that are really into animation are gonna watch a video about obscure animation, but like, but I think that, that you do yourself a disservice if you just are a watcher and you don't learn about you know what goes in whether it's the acting or yeah. the you know the various things i think you i think you do yourself a disservice and you should find out about these different things it, it'll make you appreciate the movies that you watch even the bad movies you appreciate them a lot more yeah agreed and well also at the end they have oh that's so cool they yeah. show the team yeah picture of the entire team that worked on the movie which is just neat. Oh, that's and, uh, wonderful. So anyway, this is a really cool book. That I'll put a book, link down. Rachel, looks amazing. Because, yeah. uh, you know, as, as we kind of mentioned earlier, not all of these art of books are created equally. And this one looks like it's just absolutely stellar. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah some of them, like I was really disappointed in the art because I am a defender of The Good Dinosaur. I liked it. And so I was hoping that the art book would would be really cool um, and because it you know it was such a process to make the movie and that like anybody even if you didn't like the movie like it is beautiful and so I was hoping it would be better but it really wasn't very good it was more no. like a it was more like a coffee table book yeah with, that you should appreciate it didn't go into the details about like yeah like this the surfacing guy and like yeah, this and like detail about all the lands and 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 uh, are all the yeah. characters and it was yeah. pretty disappointing so but, uh, but yeah, this one's a great one. I'll put a link. Uh, if, if I'll try to find out on Amazon and put a link if you guys want to check it out. But, yeah, um, and then, you know, one interesting thing that just in doing a little research too, Rachel, that uh, William Joyce is still creating these 
Guardians of Childhood Books. There's another one coming out this fall. Yeah. Another, I think that this the the one is mm-hmm. another Jack Frost book. Uh, but they I need to I need to go check out some of these books. You know, I, they look they look really interesting. I thought I should I'm gonna go to the library and see yeah. what I can find. I'm surprised they at least couldn't do one of the DreamWorks series that they've done. I know that they put all these, you know, they're doing all these series on Netflix and stuff. Yeah, they have that spirit monstrosity. And so you'd think if they were going to do that. I mean, they did one for Turbo. I mean, come on, you know? Yeah, I mean, this has way more potential. Yeah, there's so much. The potential of this is, no, I, I hear you. It's, 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 it's it's disappointing but william joyce he's it's interesting i think i believe this is his only project that he did that he's done with dreamworks because you know he he collaborated with disney uh he he have you ever i don't know if you've seen the children's book that he did a day with wilbur robinson but that's what meet the robinsons is based off of it's just a picture book oh and it's delightful it is just the most charming Look, I I have a copy of it somewhere in my house. I was hoping to should be able to show you some pictures, but oh. I can I can find it. But the, you know, I saw it, it's on Amazon. But then he also did a couple of movies with Blue Sky Studios too. He did Robots. Oh, I love two thousand five. Robots was one of my first uh, obscure animations that I did. Oh yeah, yeah. When I was just doing edited. How um, cool! Because I think it's way underrated. It's basically the same story as Zootopia. Yeah. With robots, and I think it's. I mean, the villain isn't isn't great, but the villain's not that great. So the the villain's a little one note and kind of annoying. But other than that, it, I love it. I think it's I think it's really it's, good. It's 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 so clever. I think I think the design, you know, again the just the overall art direction and production design and yeah. and uh, character design is wonderful in robots. I actually have a robots art book too. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, I bet that one's good too. Yeah, it's really good. And also, you know, he he was the producer on epic from blue sky which i didn't know he yeah. uh i've actually been thinking about suggesting epic for obscure animation because I, yeah. I it's got problems but i still i, I think it's a little underrated i like it's it based on a short story called that that william joyce wrote a picture book called the leaf men and the brave oh. good bugs william joyce is just my he's just my guy i mean he's he is he's <laughs> and and it's just amazing He's so prolific, you know. He just yeah. he just doesn't stop doing stuff. So I, one of the good ones, definitely. It's one yes, of their best definitely. CG animated films for sure, and uh, it's very creative. It's very beautiful, and uh, so uh, check it out. Let us know yeah. what you think about shot. Rise of the Guardians, and you find it underrated like we do. <laughs> and let us know what you would like us to talk about next month. Yeah, or future months uh, give us your feedback and um yeah where can people find you well, i'm on twitter at stanford clark and i also have a movie blog which is moviespastandpresent.com great i'll have a link for that in the description section and you can find me at rachel's reviews here on youtube and on uh on itunes and uh and you can follow me on social media at smiling all the guest girls so check that out and uh, thanks again. This was really fun. Thanks, Talk Rachel. Out. Great to visit with you. Uh, thanks again. Bye. <laughs>